Well, Razorback fans, that that wasn't very fun. Arkansas loses to Alabama for the 18th million time in a row, it seems like. But there are some problems going on with the Razorbacks that we got to talk about, as well as looking forward to the future in these next few games and why they're so important for Arkansas. It's all coming up here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Well, I uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend as much as possible. Um, but sadly, that didn't uh, have anything to do with the Razorback football game. As they lose to Alabama once again at home, this time 49-26. to And this was just a... Uh, you know, it was a game that I didn't feel like Arkansas was going to win. I even said in my predictions, I didn't think Arkansas was going to win. I just felt like even though this Alabama team showed some weaknesses and even though Arkansas had some really good aspects of their team, there was just going to be too much, too much to overcome in this one. But I really didn't see it going the way that it did, to be honest. And I think that was probably the most disappointing thing in this game is Arkansas got down 28 to nothing in the first half. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do or what, you know how good of a team you are. If you get down by four touchdowns to the Alabama Crimson Tide, you don't, you don't come back from that, no matter at what point in time during the game. Now, Arkansas did make a run in the third quarter. They finally got some things going. Uh, but pretty much that was the only quarter that Arkansas was really able to put it together because Alabama ended up scoring three touchdowns in the final quarter, and that was all she wrote, and that's how you got the final score of 49-26. to So uh, there'll be some uh, specific issues, particularly with the passing game that I'm going to want to talk about today. Uh, but just uh, looking at from the, the vantage point of where I saw the game and where I watched it and just some of the things that really stood out to me, um, First off, the fans were awesome. Like the, the fans showed out. It was an electric atmosphere. It was as packed as you could make that stadium. And the weather was perfect, absolutely beautiful. Uh, everything surrounding the atmosphere and the fans and the stadium and all of that were about as good as you could ask. I mean, it was just incredible. And then, you know, the game starts and Alabama gets the ball first. And Alabama's driving down the field. You're kind of getting a little nervous or whatnot. Well, then. You have a huge play by Dwight McLaughlin. You get an interception on Bryce Young right there as they were getting close to the goal line. And you just feel like, okay, that's the type of stuff that needs to go our way. That's the type of stuff that we got to have. You got to have turnovers. You got to have, uh, you know, momentum killing it, uh, plays happen that ends up taking all the stuff that Alabama was doing. And boom, there you have it. You have a great interception there. Uh, by Dwight McLaughlin, and I felt like maybe that is exactly what could just start everything and turn it around. Uh, now, it ended up going to the uh, one-yard line for Arkansas, so it's not like it you know, got a lot. But either way, Arkansas ended up uh, punting after that. 
and then Alabama scored a touchdown. Took them six plays for 65 yards. Arkansas then went three and out. Alabama scored another touchdown, seven plays for 80 yards. Arkansas went four and out in the next play, and then Alabama missed a field goal. And then the next play, possession, Arkansas fumbled, and Alabama punted three and out, and then Arkansas had three and out. And then uh, Alabama ended up uh, scoring a touchdown, and Arkansas punted again, and they scored another touchdown. And then Arkansas scored a touchdown before the half. So you had just a, an opening game where you, for Arkansas in the first half, you're talking about one, two, three, four, five, five punts, one fumble. And the other ones you uh, just you scored a touchdown on. It's, it just wasn't a recipe. You know, you had to play four quarters. You had to play a complete game in this matchup to even have a puncher's chance. And you didn't. You didn't at all. Uh, I thought that... You know, Arkansas looked like they came out ready. I thought that the game plan looked good. You know, the ideas that they had of what they were trying to do looked good. But it was just, it just wasn't in the cards. And I think that that's what's the frustrating thing about it is, I mean, if you, I thought Arkansas was at least going to cover the spread. You know, I thought that they were at least going to get to that, um, that 17 point mark and keep it within striking distance. And I even said, and I know a lot of you, we're here in the fourth uh, or heard me talk about it going into the fourth quarter. If it's still a game, I like Arkansas's chances. And the, what's crazy is Arkansas came back. They were down 28 to 23. It's a five point game going into the fourth quarter. And so I, I want to give a lot of credit to Arkansas coming back in that third quarter, shutting Alabama out, them scoring points and, and getting it back within striking distance. Cause it, you know, if I would have told everybody, that going into the fourth quarter against Alabama, you're only going to be down five points. Everybody's probably going to take that, probably feel good about it and everything. But as soon as the fourth quarter happened, Alabama just had two huge plays by uh, Gibbs that it was just so dumb. And, and that's honestly what killed Arkansas more so than, than anything on on uh, on defense. Like Bryce Young, he got hurt in this game, which is huge. And, and that's another thing, too. You felt like – if you which you never want to see anyone get hurt, but you felt like if you knocked out the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, there would be some there'd be some good stuff there. There'd be some ways that you could win. But Jalen Milrow comes in and has a huge third down play. It's like third and long. Arkansas, if they hold him, they get the ball back within five points, and then he just whew, takes off running, goes for seventy seven yards. And then they had uh, Gibbs go for two touchdowns of, of long pops. They had 76-yard touchdown, all of that. Like, you just could not get out of your own way of those big plays because Bryce Young honestly didn't play well even when he was in the game. I mean, their passing game was pretty abysmal, and which is what Arkansas usually – everyone's like, oh, man, they're going to tear Arkansas apart. No, as both Young and Milrow went 11 of 22 for 238 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. I mean, that's not – it's not incredible. It's not great. But what happened on the other side is you had 317 yards rushing given up. And Gibbs had 206 of those. Because really two plays is where he got the majority of his yardage. So Rocket Sanders got to another 100-yard game. He had a fine game. 22 carries, 101 yards uh, for nearly five yards a carry. Um, but that that was about it on the rushing attack for Arkansas. Uh, I mean, he had the bad fumble by Dubinian. Dominic Johnson only got two carries in this game. Uh, Keyshawn Jackson had a really good game. I was I was happy for him. He had a really good game. It was good to see Trey Knox get back involved in the passing game too. 
But uh, defensively, Drew Sanders against his former team in Alabama, 12 tackles, six of them solo, had a sack and a tackle for loss. Bumper pool had 10 tackles with six solos as well and a uh, tackle for uh, one and a half tackles for loss. So, you know, the two linebackers had really good games. I think Dwight McLaughlin did had a great game there. Arkansas, for some reason, kept trying to punt to Kool-Aid McKintry. I don't know why, because he's really good, and he ended up beating him in a lot of aspects there. Cam Little went two of two from the field goal. So, yeah, it was just too much Bama. Too much Bama for you. Too much Bama for you to overcome. And you just you just got outclassed and out and out coached and out just out beat, <laughs> plain and simple. So it, I, I get it. It's frustrating because you're tired of losing to Bama and you felt like this was your best chance to finally be Bama. I mean, I felt like it was like your best chance in a long time to finally be Bama. And now that you haven't, it's like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna have to wait next year when we go to Bama to see if we have a chance of winning, which nobody's gonna feel good about that. But you know. I'm not mad about it. Like, I'm not mad that Arkansas lost to Alabama. There's no shame in losing to Alabama. Alabama, everyone loses to Alabama pretty much every year. That's the reason why they only have one, at the most, two losses per season. Pretty much everybody loses. That's not what is stinky. What's stinky is that, you know, you felt like you could at least come out and, and strong and at home with that atmosphere being raucous and give them a game. And you didn't. I know you got within five points. You scared them a little bit because then they had the, the the bad snap on the punt that was huge. Like you had them rattled. You had them rattled. They committed ten penalties. You had them rattled. The atmosphere was there, and Arkansas was able to at least stage that comeback. But when you get down twenty eight nothing, that it's just too much to overcome. And I know that you know defense is one to give up the points, but the offense has got to help out. The offense had to help out in this game. And they didn't like the defense gets a pick in the beginning of the game. You got to go take advantage of that against Alabama. And you didn't. You had a bunch of punts. You had a, you know, I think that they at times focus too much on the run, which I know we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, because last year with their success against Bama, granted, I know you had trailing Burks, but that's what really kept you in the game. And last year's your passing game was elite. You were killing it. And so all those things mixed together, it was just, it was frustrating. It was a frustrating game to watch. You're hoping that uh, I'm sure we'll hear from Sam Pittman today more about some some injury updates because KJ Jefferson went out with an injury. I think they'll be fine, but we'll know more. Cade Fortin came in, and uh, which the whole Lee Hornsby deleted all of his Arkansas stuff off his Instagram. So who knows? Maybe he's transferring out. But Cade Fortin came in actually didn't look too bad. So um, hopefully you don't have to play Cade Fortin going down to Mississippi State because I know that that's something KJ really wants. He really wants to beat the Mississippi schools. So hopefully you're able to get them back by then. Uh, we'll talk about the passing game and the issues that they have here in just a second. But first, uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to have and have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. What you do is you just go on to LinkedIn.com slash college and check out when it comes out to hiring the best people because it can be difficult. You know, it's not like something you just put an ad in the paper and suddenly all your best candidates are going to come flying in. You want to have a huge reach. You want to be able to make sure that you have all your best potential candidates right there. That's what LinkedIn Jobs helps you out with. They got simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on the candidates with the right skills and the experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And LinkedIn Jobs can help you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash 
Locked On College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, the passing game issues. Uh, this is something that I am very annoyed by because I said, and I still believe, that when you think about the strength of this Razorback team, the offense is the strength. You have you have a lot of dadgum good talent on this offense across the board. I, I mean, you got an offensive line that's as good as any in the country. You got four running backs that are just dudes, straight up dudes, SEC caliber running backs. You have a wide receiver group that consists of guys that are all that are SEC caliber. Keytron Jackson, Jaden Hazelwood, Matt Landers, they're all big time playmakers. You have great wide receivers in that regard. You have a tight end in Trey Knox who played really good in this game and has shown that he can play really well if just given the right opportunities. Like your offense is the best side of the ball. The defense has its moments, and they got some good players. But when it comes to across the board, the offense is your thing. And Kendall Bryles, I I believe, is a good offensive coordinator. I've said that many times before. I feel like sometimes he gets a little bit of unfair criticism thrown his way. Not to say that he doesn't make mistakes, because he does. And when he does make mistakes, we need to call him out on it. But... Overall, it's just this offense is so talented. It has so much skill. But for whatever reason, they just can't. There's been something that's been off. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed this either. But it seems like ever since that play against AM, where KJ dove and fumbled the ball and it got returned, as we all know, it was a huge play. Since that point in time, which I know has only been like seven quarters, but still. Since that point in time, this offense has not seemed to all be on the same page. And, I, and I'm not just talking about the players. I'm like, the play calling, the, 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 the flow, the decision making. Like, it just all seems kind of off. And maybe this is just me. This is just my opinion. This is just what I'm throwing out there. It just seems like it's been off, which is crazy. Because if you think about it against Cincinnati, the offense looked good. Like, yeah, they, they went up against a really good Cincinnati team. But to put it together, they clicked nicely. Against South Carolina, they just wrecked them. I mean, they ran the ball all the way on their down their throats. They had no answer. They did a phenomenal job. And even against Missouri State, you start off slow. You were down, but you were down 17 points. Well, guess what happened? The offense is the one that whew, got you right back into the game. And really in this one, besides the third quarter where you scored 16 points, your the offense just looked odd. And Sam Pittman even said and admitted into the press conference afterwards, and this is another reason why I love Sam Pittman and why I still think he's a phenomenal coach and will be great for Arkansas, is that he's not he's not too prideful to admit mistakes. He's not too prideful to say, yeah, this is something we got to do differently. This is something that we shouldn't have done, whatever. And that's, again, why I love that man. Because, yeah, he's got to fix them. Like, obviously, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, just admitting it is fine. But at least he's, at least he's man enough to say, hey, this is something we got to change. This is something we got to do. And he was talking about the passing game, said that they relied on the run game against Alabama a little too much and should have done more with the passing game. And I and I think that that's the thing that I, was the most disappointing in this game. Because as I mentioned, you you beat them with the – or you really had a lot of success through the air last year. 
against Alabama. And this year, you have been a team that everyone knows what you do. You run the ball, and you're going to run the ball. You're going to establish the run. Well, when you go up against a team in a defense like Alabama, when they have some of the best athletes in the country, and they have one of the best defensive-minded coaches in Nick Saban, as well as the best coach ever, on the other sidelines, like they know what they're going to try to take away your strength. That's what I mean. That's what every team does. But Alabama's going to do it better than anybody. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to put things in place to make sure that this team does not run the ball on us. And that's what they did. They did a great job of stopping the run. So Arkansas and Kendall Bryles and, and Sam Pittman and everybody needed to do something differently. They needed to throw in the passing game and make it a lot more effective. And of course, you got to give a lot of credit to Alabama because again, they're a great team and you know they do a good job in it. But I just felt like they should have done a lot more. And KJ Jefferson, uh, when he was in this game, went 13 of 24 for 155 yards and a touchdown. It was his lowest, uh, his lowest uh, uh, completion percentage since last year against AM, because we, of course, we know he got hurt in that game too. But uh, his QBR wasn't great. He uh, ran the ball 17 times for 38 yards. So you're thinking about that. He threw 24 times, ran 17. Arkansas was averaging 3.7 yards a carry. Their longest run was by Rocket Sanders for 26 yards. You could tell by the early going that the running game was not going to be the thing that was going to win this game for Arkansas. Because again, I'm looking at their drives. I'm looking at their drives. And, and especially in the first half. Like, in the time you went three and out, it was Rocket Sanders for two yards, Rocket Sanders for six yards, KJ Jefferson for one yard then a penalty for a delay a game, and then they punt. And then you got in the next possession where they punt, and, the first, and this is all in the first half. K.J. Jefferson run for 13 yards first down. A.J. Green, two-yard run. A.J. Green run for no yard, no, no gain. And then on third and eight, K.J. Jefferson passing completed Jane Hazelwood. Nothing there. And then the next time, it's like K.J. Jefferson runs. K.J. Jefferson pass complete to Dominion, and then Dominion runs and then he fumbles it. Then the next possession, K.J. Jefferson gets a loss for four yards with the run. Dominic Johnson runs for six yards, pass incomplete to Jaden Wilson on third and eight, which I'm like, who was Jaden Wilson? I didn't even know that was a guy, but yeah, he, he third and eight. And I think that was the drop in that game too. Um, so yeah, it, the point is, is this, is that, and I know that, you know, it's always easy to look at hindsight and look at the plays and say what was wrong here and there and everywhere. But I just felt like there the the running attack was not working for Arkansas and this whole idea like Alabama knew is like okay you're going to run run the ball on first down if you get a couple yards you'll probably run it again on second down and then on third down you'll have to pass it because you're in a third and long situation and that just seemed like to be the theme the entire time run the ball for two yards run the ball for you know no gain or two yards and then now all of a sudden it's third and six or third and eight or whatever it's like well now they have to pass so it it, it just I did not like at least, especially in the beginning of the game, I did not like the approach that the offense had. I didn't feel like they were being aggressive enough. Like you got to throw Alabama some some fast some curveballs. You got to be able to keep, keep them on their toes defensively. And I just felt like Arkansas was extremely predictable. Uh, I just I did not like I just did not like the way that the game was called. And and I think that you know it, it picked up a little bit better in the second half, but in the first half, you, again, it was too little, too late. You're down twenty eight nothing. Like after that, it's just 
you know, I don't care if about defense, offense, anything like that. If you're down 28 to nothing, it's like you, you can't say, okay, now we're going to start clicking it over. Now we're going to start getting it going. Because, I mean, I mean, I just, if you play just somewhat better in the first half, like if it's 21 to 10 going into halftime, you know, just, just I'll give that. Think about that. If it's 21 to 10 going into halftime, you get the ball back. Arkansas ends up doing a great job in third quarter, making the adjustments. And you, you may even take the lead going into the fourth quarter. And now you got yourself in a battle, which we'll see. We would have to see what would have happened. But you put yourself behind the eight ball so quickly uh, because I feel like you were just so predictable on offense that it ended up really costing you in the beginning part of it. So um, just frustrating. I mean, just that's the only way to put it. It's frustrating and they got to get it fixed because it's not going to get any easier, which we'll talk about what's uh, next for the Razorbacks here in just a second. But betonline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to betonline.net and use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here in the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. What's next for Arkansas? Well, we'll know more from Sam Pittman as he'll meet with the media today, and uh, we'll get to an idea of kind of what's going on with uh, Mississippi State coming up this weekend in Starkville. It's going to be Arkansas's first true road game. And uh, SEC Nation is there, and Mississippi State's flying high right now. They had they smoked AM. And that's again, this Bama loss makes that AM game even worse. AM sucks. And the fact that Arkansas lost to them is so bad. Because if you think about like if Arkansas would have won that game against AM, like right now they'd be sitting at four and one with their one loss being to the number one team in the country. I can live with that, but I'm not gonna be able to live with that AM game. Like AM sucks. And so now you're just having to deal with the consequences from it. But Mississippi State's good. They're a top 25 team. You're undefeated against them, uh, as long as Sam Pittman's been the head coach. So it's going to make you feel at least a little bit better about it. But this is going to be a huge test. How's this team back, bounce back? We're going to find out more about K.J. Jefferson's injury, You know the importance of that. We're going to find out what this team is made of, seeing how uh, they're going to go on the road and try to find a way to, to, to make it happen for them and you know get it turned around. These next two games at Mississippi State and at BYU, I'm not calling them must wins, but I make the joke that, hey, the Sugar Bowl's still in play. I even made my predictions before the season started. Arkansas going 10-2, which is still in play. But because I, I think that the rest of the games on the schedule are games you can win. But they're also games you can lose. Like, I, I mean, but if they're not, there's not a team on the schedule I look at and be like, oh, they have no chance. I have a chance against every one of these teams. Like, I mean, if you, if you look at it, they got three wins on here for sure with Auburn, Liberty and Missouri, those teams aren't good. Arkansas should beat them. And I think LSU at home, they'll win. I think they'll win that one. I mean, Ole Miss is a top-10 team, but I still think they're they've just I, – I, I'm still not sold on them. That Kentucky game, that was Kentucky losing that game more so than Ole Miss winning it. But my point is, is that they got plenty of time. They got plenty of opportunities to try to make it better. And so um, I, I, I think that – I think they're going to be in good shape. So, but anyways, it's also my birthday today, by the way. I'm not trying to ask, you know, for – any sort of like special treatment or anything like that. It's just, uh, I'm getting old uh, and it sucks. It's like I'm now into my 
mid thirties. Where's the time gone? You know, where's the time gone? I guess uh, maybe I should start getting serious about, you know, being an adult, <laughs> everything like that. Maybe I should start doing that. But anyways, uh, yeah, celebrating today. Hopefully it's a good week. And hopefully we continue to have some fun here on the podcast. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.